Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah to the Lord God Almighty this morning. I love that worship. I love that worship. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I pray the same for every soul on this call this morning. We say good morning to you, Father God. We say good morning to you, Lord Jesus. We say good morning to you, Holy Spirit. We thank you for this awesome day that you have made. Where, Lord God, we are glad. We are glad to be in it, Father. We declare your word that says in the book of Psalms 29, for the Lord sits as king. The Lord sat as king over the flood, and yes, the Lord sits as king forever. The Lord will give unyielding and impenetrable strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Father, we thank you for the peace that passes all understanding in a time, Lord, where it seems that there is no peace. But we thank you that we have the peace that is bequeathed unto us. We have your peace. The peace that works for you now works for us. And we declare peace. Be still in our surroundings. Peace. Be all about us. Peace. Keep the people of God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, again, it is great that you're on the call this morning. We want to say thank you for calling in and tuning in. Thank you for spreading the word about the call this morning to those whom you are on the call with today. I want to introduce our team. We have with us today Elder Gail Knowles as our devotee. We have Sister Tracy George will be lifting up prayers. We have Tanika, Sister Tanika Smothers, who is the prayer call controller, setting it up this morning. And you have myself. This is Elder Claude Lang. And, of course, all of this is... Uh, made possible by our awesome leaders, our blessed leaders, and the angels of the house, none other than our Bishop C. Carl Smith and Pastor Adrian Smith. And it's Pastor Appreciation Month, so we want to say thank you to you, Pastor and Bishop. We love you so much. Thank you for all that you have done and do for this ministry, this vision that God has given you. So I want to say good morning to Elder Gail. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Elder Claude. I am doing wonderful. Thank you. Great Amen. to be on the call. Amen. And we're happy to have you on the call as well. And we want to say good morning to Sister Tracy George. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Good morning, Elder Claude. Thank you. I am also happy and glad to be on this call. 
Amen. Amen. Well, we have prayed, and without further ado, let's turn it over to you, Elder Gail. Okay, well, I'm ready, and I'm going to uh, talk about serving sacrificially today. And I'm speaking from a place in New Destiny of over 20 years of growing and maturing and learning to serve others, coming from a place of low self-esteem myself and having to mature and grow in the Word and to watch over and become and begin to learn how to serve others, uh, even in a different culture and a mindset at times, it's been an amazing journey. I'm thankful that I have truly learned much about how to get over the fact that church was taking over my life, demands that I didn't really like at the time and often resented resentless reminders that leadership requires more than one knows under the leadership of our bishop. Um, I'm just being candid and honest with you and letting you know that leadership costs and serving costs and that it's an amazing journey. And I thank you, Jesus, that I have become a better loving person because of the demands of becoming an elder, which required something I never knew would develop in me. However, I had no idea what being an elder was when I was promoted. And by the grace of God, I developed without quitting giving up, and what was being required of me. I had grown up in a Baptist church and had pastors and ministers and deacons, and I never had really heard of an elder, but when Bishop brought it up, it was like it sounded to me like it was something for somebody older. And I wasn't quite over the hill yet, and I'm laughing about it, because I remember when he started talking about promoting me to be an elder, and I, I kind of wanted to be a minister because I thought I'm a minister. I love to share my testimony. I'd been doing it for years, etc. I really didn't understand what, what an elder was, but I have truly grown through that process. And uh, I, I know that uh, finding out what the Word says about being a servant in the kingdom of God is really about being Christ-like. And that's what leads us to true servanthood. And in Mark 10:45, it clearly states that Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. He began to wash the feet of his disciples. The character of a faithful servant reveals devotion of the interest of others. These are things that I had to grow and learn and develop in. Because honestly, I had lived a life of survival. I had not really lived a life of serving. I was trying to stay alive because of the choices that I had made and and uh, what God had to bring me out of and through into this marvelous place called his body, his church. In Philippians 2, 5, and 7, I'm going to read that very briefly to you. Uh, Philippians 2, 5, and 7. Um, nope, I'm in Matthew. I'm going to, oh my goodness, I am so sorry. My, I'm on my iPad, and it just, I'm not going to read that one, but I'm, gonna, I'm going to end up reading a different scripture instead. Though God, um, he took a humble position as a human being when he appeared in human form in the earth realm. 
He humbled himself in obedience to God, and therefore God elevated him to the place of the highest honor and gave him the name above all names. And we know that name is Jesus. I've found that serving requires submission. Serving requires a part of the human nature that submits to others in an uncommon way. Our hearts must be united with him and be Christ-like in order to take the position of serving in the church. Now, we don't all come in ready and prepared for that, uh, but we have to start someplace. And Bishop Smith had strong, strong leadership requirements. Uh, we were in leadership continually for years and years and years. We still are. He's never stopped wanting to build leaders and lead and have people that can stand the test of time and that can live a life that will be devoted to Christ. We don't always make the cut, and sometimes we struggle, and I've struggled many, many times. And during the many years of watching and being a part of uh, a growing church and new people that come through, it, it became uh, an opportunity to have competition, to have recognition, a place uh a feeling like somebody, you know, you come out of the world and all of a sudden now you're being required to be a model for somebody of Christ-likeness when you're just developing in that yourself. And it, servanthood is absolutely amazing. And if you are listening and you are not serving in the church, I really want to encourage you to take a position in the, in the body Take a position in the church. Find something that you can do. Find something that uh, you can just step in and get your feet wet, and but it will develop and change you. Uh, in Philippians 2 and 13, oh, I, I am apologizing for this. I'm going to read this is in Matthew 20 and 25 through 28. It said, but Jesus called them together and said, you know that the rulers in this world lord it over other people and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. That's, that is a very powerful statement. And whoever wants to be first among you must also become your slave. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. What it's taken and what it's required is something that I would never have known or never thought of, to be honest with you. I really... On many, many occasions, I resented the time that was being taken out of my life, and it was just becoming church, church, church. And I had to develop my my posture, my thinking in terms of serving, and it was like something so unfamiliar for me. But over the years and over time, I have seen the changes in my own life, and I have grown drawn closer to God as a result of giving up time, um, giving up uh, 
pleasures that I may have wanted to do, uh, which I had to stop and, and learn. And, and you know what? You're doing it for God. You're not doing it for a man. You're not doing it for Carl Smith, Bishop Smith, Pastor Adrian. You're doing it for the church. You're doing it because God requires leaders in a church. He requires servants in a church. He wants us to take on the mind of Christ. He wants us to develop that characteristic. And I remember years and years and years ago that uh, as I watched a lot of us in the church and even myself, uh, a lot of us had a lot of gifts and a lot of callings in our lives and Many of us came with those, and we wanted to be developed and wanted to learn how to serve and wanted to take a position at the pulpit and because we felt that that's what God was calling us to. But there's something to I want to leave you with today, that even though you have gifts and even though you have callings, you may have gifts, but you may not have. Your gift can take you where your character cannot keep you. The character has to be developed. Serving has to be developed. We have to learn how to serve one another. We have to learn how to serve God. We've got to learn how to give up things. We've got to learn this flesh. We've got to learn the word. And so this morning, as I I draw to a close, I just want to encourage you to uh, think about serving. Think about what you're doing as you serve. I remember Bishop also had us wash each other's feet one time. It was very uncomfortable. I, I couldn't quite figure it out uh, how that was going to do much for me, but I remember having to wash feet and what it felt like. And I remember humbly, humbly looking at people differently. And God was trying to use me to humble myself. So, Father, right now, as we close this part of this morning, I thank you for those that are listening, and I thank you, Father, for those that uh, are willing to step out, willing to be useful to God, willing to give up a lot of pleasure in this life and wanting to serve others. And I thank you for this morning, Father, as we go into the prayer call to pray for others, Father, that you use us in a mighty way. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Elder Gail. That is an awesome, awesome devotion this morning. We thank you for your service. We thank you for your heart. You always share such good, you know, appliable um, um, nuggets of wisdom, um, is what I call it. So, um Thank you for that this morning. Uh, so let's uh, agree with our sister Tracy this morning as she lifts up the prayer requests and the praise reports. We thank God for uh, the, the, this call, which is why we call it the prayer call. This is the crux of it. So uh, let's agree with her and pray, intercessors. Amen. Go ahead, Sister Tracy. Amen, amen. Um, We have one praise report, hallelujah. Uh, One of the couples um, that had requested prayers before is now permanently housed, and they are thankful to God for this uh, new destiny and thanking God for blessing them. 
Uh, so we thank God for that praise report. Hallelujah. They have a home. God is a God of provision, isn't he? Amen. Um, then we have prayer requests. We have a prayer request for um, Houston, uh, Christopher Houston is requesting prayer for him and his family, him and his wife. They are being evicted from their home, and um, it's causing them to move to further away from their church um, to Las Banas. Um, and they have a week left, um, so they're asking for prayer for a new home and um, our provision and protection. Uh, Elder Showers has requested um, eight different prayers for housing, finance, protection. Um, and these people are on the streets. Uh, deliverance from drugs and that businesses will consider them um, Deliverance from um, drugs, and um, they're looking to be delivered and to um, become, um, get a job. So Pam uh, is requesting, well, had surgery on Wednesday. She's doing well, but, um, well, she had surgery, but uh, from the surgery she's doing um, well, but the medication is um, is not the right medication for our Pam. So she's just asking for prayer that the doctors will, you know, give her the right medication, prayers for healing. Um, Elois is asking for prayer for her ex-sister-in-law who is in rehab with diabetes and COVID, and she seems to be giving up on life. So, Father God, we just thank you this morning for this opportunity to pray, to serve, to serve you. And uh, as we come together on one accord, we know that uh, you are in our midst. Um, we ask you, Father, that you you reign, you rule, and you knew these things were going to happen before they happened. And, Father, we call on you, Jehovah Jireh. You are the provider. And we thank you for the scripture that says, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. No weapon formed against these petition, petitioners of prayer um, shall prosper in the name of Jesus. We thank you that you are the God Almighty, and nothing is too difficult for you. We pray specifically for Christopher uh, Houston, who is requesting prayer. God, you are their provider. God, we pray, Lord God Almighty, that you will divinely intervene. You will provide for them. You will protect them, God. You are the great I am. You will restore hope to them in the name of Jesus. We pray, Lord God, that they will be strengthened from this situation. I thank you, Father, that there will be a testimony behind this situation, that you have made provision for Christopher and his wife, that you have made you have given him uh, a job. You have given him protection, Father, in the name of Jesus. We just pray, Lord God, for your divine intervention on this family. And nothing is too difficult for you, Lord. Let your will be done. Let your kingdom come in their situation, Father. We bless and glorify your name. And we pray um, an extended pr of this prayer to all of the um, people that El uh, evangelism uh, showers is requesting prayer for housing, finance, protection, God, deliverance from drugs, oh God, 
make make a way for them out of no way, Lord. We bless and glorify your name today, that you are still the God today, yesterday, and forevermore, O oh God. And your word said nothing is too difficult for you. All things are possible for those that believe. And that we believe, we stand in agreement for them. We pray that the favor of God will surround them like a shield in the name of Jesus. Father, we, we call on you, Jehovah Jireh. They're our, they're, they're provider. We bless and glorify your name today that you prevail, God, and you, God, in the name of Jesus, will get the glory out of this situation, oh God. Lord, we pray now for Pam. We pray in the name of Jesus that uh, as she has completed this surgery, that you will get in the hands of the, the minds of these doctors that they will uh, prescribe the right medication to her. Uh, just heal, God. We send the word of God to um, Pam, Psalms 107 and 20. You send forth your word and healed and delivered them from their destruction. And I thank you, Lord God, for total healing and restoration, O oh God. Let your will be done, that kingdom come in Pam's life. And now we pray for Eloise's uh, ex-sister-in-law, that the prayers that have been lifted up before, Lord God, we pray that over um, Eloise's um, ex-sister-in-law, that she will come out of rehab, uh, we pray, Lord God, healing for her in the name of Jesus, um, healing and total restoration from diabetes and uh, hope in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray um, hope for each and every one of the prayer petition prayers that we have lifted up to you, God. Keep hope alive, Father. We pray in the name of Jesus, oh God, um, that they will cling to you, their hope, their blessed hope, oh God. We pray that they will be strengthened this morning. Lord, give them grace and favor in the name of Jesus, O oh God. We thank you and we praise you for a victory over all of these prayers in the name of Jesus. And we just give you praise and glory for that, Father. Now we pray for Jerusalem, God. We pray Psalms 122. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Peace be within the walls, prosperity within your palaces. For the sake of our brethren and companions, I will now say peace be with you. Because of the house of the Lord, our God, I will seek your good. Psalms 122, 6 and 9. As servants of God, we also love the very stones and dust of Zion. You will arise and have mercy on Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, the set time has come for the servants take pleasure in her stones and show favor to her dust. So the nation shall fear the name of the Lord and all the kings of the earth and all the kings of the earth your glory. Psalms one oh two thirteen to fourteen. May God arise and may have, may you have mercy on Zion. May the set time come and may the time of favor come and may all the nations under heaven fear the Lord, the name of the Lord, and give him give honor to your glory. May the peace, may peace be within the walls of Jerusalem. May peace be in the walls of the United States, on each street and every home and place of worship. May Jerusalem be known as a place of prayer and a place where all nations can come together and worship. May God soften the hearts of the Palestinians. May those who have lost loved ones be comforted. We praise and glorify your name today, O God. We thank you, our, our great and blessed Father. We thank you, Father, for... Uh, we're seeking refuge and safety for all those affected by the conflict in Israel and its neighboring nation. Just as you, your word promises, we pray that you, the Most High, will shelter them under your protected wings. May your presence bring a calming assurance to both civilians and peacemakers on the ground. We trust in you, in your unwavering care 
believing that in your shadow they find comfort and safety. In the blessed and mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. Thank you, Sister Tracy. Thank you for those prayers and that praise report. And it's interesting that the praise report matches one of the prayer requests. So as those that have received housing, those that are requesting for housing and looking for help, they shall see what the Lord is, uh, uh, you know, blessing and, and dishing out and, and giving to those who call upon his name and trust in him. So thank you this morning for uh, your your trust in sending in your prayer request this morning. I hope you heard that praise report because yours is coming. Yours is coming. The Lord will help you see a way through. Amen. And thank you for praying for Israel. Hallelujah. We thank God for every nation that allies with Israel and prays for Israel. Hallelujah. All right. Let's switch back to our uh, precious Elder Gail this morning to see what else you have for us. (laughs) That's powerful, powerful prayers. Um, I want to go to the scripture that I didn't uh, have written down earlier. And I'd like to close with this. It's something that really means an awful lot to me in my wanting to serve God. And it's found in Philippians 2, and I'm going to start in verse 13, and I'll read down to 18. It's in the New Living Translation. And it says, for God is working in you. And I always take that personally. God is working in me. I'm not doing what I do from my own my own place. God is working in me, giving me the desire and the power to do what pleases him. He's asking, do everything without complaining, which I have to fast from that sometimes because, boy, oh, boy, sometimes I've got a complaint going on. Do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you. Live a clean life, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Hold firmly to the word of life, and then on the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. But I will rejoice even if I lose my life, pouring it out like a liquid offering to God. Just like your faithful service is an offering to God, and I want all of you to share that joy. Yes, you should rejoice, and I will share your joy. I read that often. I love the word of God. I love that God's word can take whatever is going on in my life, whether it's selfishness, arguing, complaining, tired, too much this, too much that. I always find this peace and rest in God's word, and I thank him for that, 
And I thank you in the midst of my frail life that I want to win this race and I want to live this life right before God. I spent years and years and years living it selfishly and serving in a capacity that that was honoring the devil rather than God. And I am so grateful that at my age, that this is the best time in my life. I'm actually learning what it means to give more of myself than trying to take more for myself. I'm not trying to puff me up. What I'm trying to do is to let the listeners this morning hear that you find a word in a scripture, you apply it to your life, you find that peace, you find that comfort, you find that strength, you find that truth. I'm looking for truth today. I'm looking for truth in who I really am in Christ. Not who I appear to be, but who he's making me because of his precious word. So, Claude, I think that that's going to be the end for me. And thank you for the opportunity to uh, come on the call and share my heart with others. Amen. Amen, Elder. And it is impactful. And it is the truth, and we thank you for sharing that this morning. Um, it has it lifts me up, and, and and I pray that everyone on the call has heard this, and and uh, receives it, and is reminded. I hope that this has confirmed uh, some things for you. I hope that you uh, are able to. Use this to inspire someone you know who is uh, maybe, you know, trying to figure out, you know, how they can get into, you know, serving in the kingdom. Um, uh, Gail has poured out uh, a, a blessing for us to, you know, really understand how to apply your life to the word. That's really what it boils down to is, now, being a servant is a life in the word. You give your life. You know, I wrote down what you just said. You said, learn to give more of yourself rather than keep more for yourself. And that's what Christ did, and that's who we are in him. So thank you this morning, Elder Gail, and thank you all for being on the call this morning. We have prayed and we believe I pray that you will uh, ride to your destination safely this morning and that you'll uh, be refreshed by remembering and recalling this word. I pray that you're able to come out tonight and meet us in the sanctuary um, for our midweek empowerment. Our services have been off the chain. I pray that you're able to be on the prayer call tomorrow morning. Um, to to work and pray with us and to be enlightened again by the Holy Spirit early tomorrow morning. So we thank you for all of these things. Father, we bless you. 
And we just honor you for the good things that, Lord, you have bestowed upon us being in the midst of us on this call. In Jesus' name, we do give you thanks and pray. Amen and amen.